Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. lovers. I am so excited to be here with you today sharing some beautiful and expansive wisdom. Before we get into the meat of this episode, I'd love to take this opportunity to share with you a couple of new incredible offerings, one of which is Turned On By Life. This is a self-paced online course to take you from wanting, wishing, and waiting to turned on by life itself. I love this course because it encourages the participants to explore different modalities, including pieces of spiritual intimacy, embodiment, mindset, and artistic expression to create your own tantric lifestyle. Creating a tantric lifestyle has been so key for me in building a life that I am truly obsessed with. Uh, you know, to me, it all starts with this energy, this energy that brought us into the world is the energy that touches every part of our life because it is innately who we are. So this course is all about harnessing this inner power for a pleasure filled life that feels so juicy. You're left overflowing with purposeful desire. So this opportunity can be found at www.talktantratome.com. And then click on the work with me tab. And another offering that can be found at the same exact place is the business magnetism mentorship. This mentorship is for you. If you are desiring to step into purpose with the full confidence and assuredness of your gifts, we need your gifts. We need your light. We need as many expansive and awakened souls as possible to step into leadership, to create evidence of new earth in their lives, relationships, and businesses. So if you have a new or slow growing business or desire to start a business in the healing or expansive modalities, and you have this big vision, but are not really sure where to start or if it's even possible or just finding yourself you know, working against yourself, maybe you have imposter syndrome or an inner critic, I am here to help you get out of your own way. So for more information on that opportunity, again, www.talktantratome.com slash work with me. If you are new here, it is so great to have you. And if you are a loyal listener, welcome back. And would love to hear your thoughts in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. If you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I have my dear friend, Dr. Isabel Myring. She is a doctor of acupuncture and herbal medicine. So thank you so much for being here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey with 
becoming an acupuncturist and doctor? How did you discover this passion and purpose? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I actually was en route to be a veterinary doctor to work with animals. And, uh, that was my whole undergrad. I was a vet tech for three years, did an internship in Australia with racehorses, was super into it. And, uh, I got accepted into vet school after a year that was really difficult for me personally. And I thought that acceptance would be like a light at the end of this tunnel. And it wasn't. And I wasn't, there was no joy in it. I wasn't excited. Mm. I was looking at these letters thinking, what? Like this was supposed to be it. What? I I don't understand what's happening. And at the time, my only experience with anything other than Western medicine and Western philosophy was yoga and pendulum work. My Mm. aunt had taught me pendulum work. And uh, I didn't even really understand what I was doing yet, but I felt so drawn to these other modalities, these other ways of thinking so um, I sought out a Reiki master near where I was going to school in Corpus Christi mm-hmm. and had a session and because uh, I wanted to clear some energy. I didn't even know what that meant, but I just felt like I needed something else, some other healer, some modality just to help me clear my head. And uh, I came off the table and said, I'm not going to acupuncture school. <laughs> and the healer was like, oh, oh, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know but I'm miserable and I, I can't do this anymore. So I'm driving home and I was on the island. So I'm driving across the bridge and I'm just asking the universe, I don't understand. What am I, what am I supposed to do? Like what's mm-hmm. the next step? I know what the step is not right. Which is great. Yeah. Right, what is the step? And it just, I mean, kind of fell out of the sky acupuncture. And I thought that will combine my Western training with this newfound passion of these Eastern modalities so I honestly applied to school without ever having a session. Wow. You had never had acupuncture before? Never. That is crazy. I felt so sure. It was the most sure I've ever felt in my entire life. That's so interesting. So would you describe that as like intuition? Like it was like an intuitive sort of? Absolutely. How did you have the courage to go for that without having any experience in it? You know, I... um Growing up, I moved around a lot and there was a lot of chaos frequently. And in that, I, I just learned, you know, slowly to listen to my gut, to listen to myself. And this was kind of a step thinking, you know, this is what I think intuitively. Like, let's just do it. F it. Like, I'm all in. So at that point, I did find an acupuncturist and I did have great results with we worked mostly with allergies and anxiety, which no wonder I was so anxious going through all of this, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. It just felt like this was my next step on the evolution of whatever this life would be. Yeah, absolutely. And what a beautiful way to alchemize this like uncertainty in your youth, this like pain or like this more like dense experience into something that became of great service to you. And I think that's just like a beautiful like tantric anecdote. Yeah. 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 yeah, (laughs) Just a sprinkle in there in the beginning. And Isabel and I met actually at one of my events, right? How was that for you? What was your experience? It was incredible. Yeah. It was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So we're here recording for those that are just listening and not watching. We're here in my apartment in Austin. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so Isabel's part of the local community here. If you need a, um, a herbal medicine or acupuncturist doctor here, that's, she's, she's available. She's taking sessions. She's great. I have, I have, I have been to one of her, I have been to her office and received a session. It was so amazing. Such a great mix of like, 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 legitimate therapeutic benefit but also just felt like so nourishing and like relaxing as well so i'm so glad thank you for that definitely check her out um cool so you had this incredible beautiful story and i and i'd love to even go a little bit deeper on this piece on like intuition and learning how to differentiate between like what is the instinctual piece in me that like maybe like fighting for my survival and what is like my true intuition because like to me instinct is often based on like like how do I stay alive right and so some of those feelings can be like actually I should just follow the traditional path whereas like being able to go with the flow of life and to surrender is such a such a powerful um way of being Mm -hmm. way of living so Thank you for speaking into that. Um, I think it's funny. I took my my vet or my dog to the or my cat. Sorry, I took my cat to the vet today, and uh, I chose a vet in Austin that has acupuncture for animals. Oh yes, yeah. I was like looking for the best vet here, and I and I found this one called Roots that's like integrative oh. health, and they do acupuncture for the pets, which I think is so funny. Not neither of my pets have experienced it, but yeah. if, if they need it, that's Amazing. there. Um, but you're pretty focused on humans now. Is that correct? I am for now. Um, I, I do wonder if someday I'll circle back around to that, the animal world. But for now, I'm just an animal mom, animal lover. Love it. All the things. I love it. So how has your journey been with acupuncture and herbal medicine? Like, what does your practice look like now? And like, what is your philosophy in this world? Mm. Yeah. So I tend to really focus on physical and emotional pain. Mm. I think that it's very hard to fully separate the two of them. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're always weaved together so nicely and with pain, you know, your body's trying to give you a message, it's trying to signal mm-hmm. something. So it's really about, you know, diving deeper and figuring out what that underlying root cause is. So I, you know, went along my acupuncture journey, um, opened my practice and I noticed that there was some for some clients a, a deeper emotional layer that needed to be dealt with or t- yeah. to access. So I went through and um, I learned QTT um, quantum time technique timeline therapy, a way to to go back and release different emotions from your timeline and wow. dove into somatic healing as well. And each session with me is going to be really different. You know, some clients don't want that, or they just want to really, you know, relax or, you know, do cupping. And that is awesome. You know, there's different, there's different types of healing and there's no one size fits all for everyone's journey. So, um, people often ask me, what does a session with you look like? And honestly, whatever you need, whatever, whatever you want, you know, we'll talk about these modalities and we'll make a game plan, um, and go from there. But I've, I've really grad, um, gone towards physical and emotional pain. I love that. So in Tantra, we, I work a lot with like the chakra system. And so when we have an energetic block in one of our chakras, it's usually like any, it's an emotion, energy and motion is emotion. And so when we have these energetic blocks and we don't deal with them, that creates dis-ease in our energetic body, which then manifests as physical disease. So I love that you, like your approach is 
so compatible with that tantric perspective as well. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know if you know this, but I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. I'm not currently teaching, but went through that um, system and learned the chakras. And that's what I love most about that. And to look at that and then to look at the Chinese medicine, five elements Uh and the overlaps and also the differences and how each system is, is just helping you communicate with your body better is so beautiful. I I just nerd out on that. I love yeah, it. I love it as well. So I'd love if we could, if you could give us just like a brief overview of like, what is Chinese medicine as well as like acupuncture? What are these five elements? What are like the basics of it? Yeah. Okay. So acupuncture itself, there's a lot of different um, countries of origin. Mm-hmm. So I practice Chinese medicine. Um, mm-hmm. There's Japanese acupuncture, there's Korean, it's different techniques And within the um, broad scope of Chinese medicine, that usually includes herbal herbal medicine, also things like gua sha, tui na, Asian body work, um, and the five elements. Mm -hmm. So in Chinese medicine, we've got wood, fire, water, metal, earth. And essentially, each of these elements has a direction. They have a color. They have two organs except for fire has four associated with them. And it's going to be a yin and yang pair mm-hmm. and an emotion. So for example, with the water element, I think this is such a beautiful example. We're going to be working with kidneys and bladder. Um, also adrenal glands will be in there too. And I often ask people, you know, have you ever been so afraid that you peed yourself a little bit or think mm-hmm. about little kids, you know, if they get really scared, sometimes they'll have an accident that's your body communicating with you with that element, with the emotion associated to it. And you can go around and look at that for all of them, which is really, really cool. So they, they each, they all have planets associated. I mean, taste flavors, there's all these things that encompass the elements and the point, you know, is to come to a state of balance and harmony within all five of them. Okay, sweet. Cool. Thank you for that overview. Love it. And we're definitely wanting to see like how this would apply to Tantra as well as like sexual well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any intuitive hits on where to start with that? Yeah. So when I was thinking about this today, I'm thinking, okay, so acupuncture and Tantra, what does that fit in? So I immediately thought of sex drive and libido number one mm-hmm. um, and how to work with that in you know both the Tantra world and the acupuncture world. And I also always come back around to nervous system support as well, because so much of libido um, can come from trauma or um, long-term stress or, um, of course, an imbalance um, in the kidney liver meridians as far as the the Chinese medicine standpoint. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot that we can dive into. Yeah. I also am curious about like the Tao perspective, like Tao Tantra, mm-hmm. it, like that is more like the, you know, Eastern Asian practice, like or the Japanese Chinese practice of Tantra. Um, is there anything about the Tao in that you've come across in your work? Just out of curiosity. So Chinese medicine, um, it's, a, it's a, it's a medicine based on philosophy that is very Taoist. Okay. So, with the yin and the yang and everything being such a cycle. And I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons I was, once I committed to it, was so drawn to it was that philosophy behind everything. Yeah. And it felt very much to me like 
Alice in Wonderland-esque and, you know, going through realities and seeing everything through this different beautiful lens where things made sense. Because so often, um, in my experience and a lot of my clients' experiences, they'll go to a Western provider, which absolutely has value. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll be think signs and symptoms and, and the Western side is like, they're not related. How could that be related? They're not. And people feel crazy or disconnected. Yeah. And then you look at this lens where it's like, no, how can you ignore one thing? Like all of this has to do with everything. Like it's all yeah. inclusive. Of course that makes sense. Of course your big toe hurting could be because of your liver. Like absolutely. So it's just a way that just makes you feel, wow, like my body is communicating and I understand that it's all connected. Yeah. that makes sense. That's beautiful and very much in resonance with the tantric perspective of like just being in like a holistic space and looking at like all of these pieces of wellness. Mm -hmm. For me, when I first started like learning about spirituality and like mindfulness, there's so many great tools out there, but so many of them are like ignoring the parts of humanity that have like any perceived like shame or judgment or like any sort of like weight from society, which like sexuality is like one of the, it's like sex is sex and money are the two things that like these spaces like don't want to touch. And I love that we can talk about them Mm -hmm. in this space. So you mentioned some pieces on libido. Let's go with that. Let's see. I feel like that's something that, you know, yeah. a lot of people are struggling with, especially, you know, considering like how relationships change over time. Like we have this like strong, like fiery desire at the beginning of a relationship, but then it tends to like evolve. What, what is, what would be the, the Chinese medicine perspective on, on libido and how to work with that? Yeah. So on libido, a lot of the times, what I see with clients is it comes down to overwork in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form. So maybe that's literally working too much at your job. Um, or you're, you're spending so much time just harping on things. Like there's this constant like energy going out and there's not a whole lot of nourishment happening on the backside. Mm-hmm. And what that does that, that overwork, that overstimulation, um, chronically is it taxes your kidneys or your essence. Mm-hmm. which um, when you're born, you're given a certain amount of essence. And that's something that's really, really hard to, um, to, to come, to come back from. And when you, when you are constantly overworking in this culture, that constant like drive, drive, drive without the nourishment, it's a very masculine approach um, just to, you know, everything structured, everything going, there's not yeah. as much flow. It's going to tax that. So a lot of our treatment plan is going to have to do with the kidneys and going in and nourishing that essence and nourishing your core of your being literally because your nervous system and your adrenals are just shot, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if that is, is where you're coming from. Um, but that can also happen because of trauma, either sexual trauma or physical trauma. You know, there's a a lot of different layers of trauma, but what that's going to do is really take your body, you know, out of its, out of itself, really. It's kind of like you're, you're existing four or five inches outside of your body and there's that disconnect. And that's when I too see a lot of low libido, a lot of, um, a lot of sexual, what should I say? Um, not pathologies, but symptomology coming in as well. So a lot of our treatment plan is about returning back into your body and going back and nourishing and finding that that feminine essence, finding that more, um, creative space or restful space, if 
if that makes sense. And you can feel it in the pulse too, you know, the left and the right side, left yeah. being feminine, right being masculine. Um, and then on the third position on each hand, you've got kidney yin, kidney yang, yang, left and right side respectively. And you can feel exactly what's going on there and the liver, which the liver has such an important role in one regulating menstruation because of the blood component. And then also um, an extension of that are sex organs. So we're playing with both of those organ systems and really rerouting the energy because some there's too much energy happening somewhere else is what's going on. And it's pulling yeah. from the sex organs. Cause if you think of even like hierarchy of needs, right. Or chakras, survival is going to come first. So mm-hmm. if your body is thinking like, okay, I just have to get through this. There's a lot going on, you know, da, 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 it's sex is not going to be a priority Yeah. right away. Right. It's food, shelter, safety yeah so it's about retraining your body like hey like we're okay now like we're out of that response like let's heal let's move some energy and then we can step again forward into things like sexuality and playfulness and you know everything that you have after you feel safe and secure yeah absolutely so we have these pieces on yin and yang which i love which is like a big foundation of my work and how i interact with my clients i'm loving all of this And I recognize when I get acupuncture, I will actually feel like a sense of like being turned on. Like I will actually feel like this, like, I don't know if it's like pleasure or like electricity. Like I will feel my Kundalini just like zinging, like when certain ones go in, like not all of them. It's super interesting. Could you explain like what's happening when that? Yeah. So we're a very open person, first of all, which I love. Um, yeah. Like your energy's open, you're ready. You're like, let's have all these experiences. Yeah. And I, I also recently, a client sent me a screenshot. He Googled um, things or common symptoms after acupuncture and uh-huh. erection was on there. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that that was something that was, um, you know, well talked about. And I just, yeah. I thought that was incredible that there we go. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that piece of, um, you know, moving the energy in your body and restoring it back to balance. So when we are in balance, I mean, that's when we feel the most playful, right? That's when mm-hmm. we feel the most sensual and sexual because everything else is taken care of. Yeah. So when we're using these certain points, um, you know, after looking at your tongue and feeling your pulse, the acupuncturist will direct the energy back to where it needs to be for balance. So if, if there's an area that's in overdrive, you know, we'll send it away and we'll do sedating points. Or if there's an area where it's a little bit more deficient, we'll send the air, the energy to those organs yeah. from what's excess. So it's about playing in the energetic fields and, and bringing everything from energetic to physical with the needles. And people don't think about, you know, not, the needles are metal and mm. metal conducts electricity. So mm. you're literally playing in the energetic field and your practitioner is also going to play a role in that, right? Because if I'm touching you with a needle, my chi, my state of being is also being conducted at least a little bit. Wow. So we're, we're just playing like in all these different realms, essentially. That's so interesting. I didn't think about it as like a piece of metal. It's almost like a, I, I like, I'm thinking of like a car being like, struck by lightning yeah or like jumper like the jumper cable yes almost yeah yeah so yeah super interesting I mean so many people I feel like I mean even for myself before I started playing in this space was like super skeptical of acupuncture like how could putting needles into my body like do anything like what is the science behind this like why does this work 
So honestly, and largely, it's a mystery. Uh, what we do know is that by having these micro traumas, you're telling the body, Hey, healing needs to happen here. And it starts a, um, a cascade of healing events. Mm -hmm. So some points are, you know, it's for endorphin release. Sometimes it's for, um, activating or deactivating inflammatory pathways. So your body is doing all kinds of stuff based on where the needles are. What we also know by putting needles in and then putting a client in an MRI machine is that different areas do stimulate different parts of the brain. Uh. So that connection, it, the, the acupuncture points sometimes follow fascial lines. Sometimes they don't, but these meridian lines, I mean, you can see that it's, it's actually helping different parts of your brain, um, depending on what you want to do, which is, it's so broad because, you know, you can really see an acupuncturist for anything you would see a Western doctor doctor for. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're having a heart attack, please go to Western doctor. That's going to be a lot more helpful for you. Um, <laughs> but literally, because it's just a different yeah. lens on the same pathologies or the same imbalance. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and going back to that feeling of like that turned onness or like the mm. erection that a client could have as like a common side effect. Um, I read this book, I think it was urban Tantra. I'm not sure, but she talks about the author, how like there's like a kink on like needles, like there's like a needle kink. Yeah. And she went and explored it and it was like super erotic. I love um, that. just like a, a story. Also, one of the events that you were at, one of my events, we were doing impact play. And like, this was one of the events where I was like working with, um, just for the listeners, uh, a, a dom, professional dom. And she had had her friends come that do fire play, which is basically cupping. Yes. So it's really interesting to see this like overlap of these like kink communities that are uh -huh. like the, the things that like, these, 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 these activities of like needle play and fire play are like literally turning people on to the point that it's creating like communities. Yeah. But in interestingly, like in overlap, like that's in a very like pleasurable hedonistic setting. But then there's this flip side where it's like deeply therapeutic. And in yeah. both cases, there's this sense of like the energy is turned on, like life force is flowing through. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so fascinating to see yeah. and to understand like, wow, therapeutic benefit and like of the body really can go hand in hand with this like, yes like world of like sexuality. So I love that anyways. Um, cool. So why don't we shift a little bit and talk about some of the other things that like Chinese medicine can help you with in terms of like, I don't know, let's, let's move more into like the way that like we're being in the world. And like, mm -hmm. to me, Tantra is really about like stepping into like a more expanded state of being, mm -hmm. Um, how can this medicine like be an ally for that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first piece of that would be nervous system regulation. Yeah. I mean, it always comes back to that because if yeah. we are regulated, then we can expand. Mm -hmm. Right. So focusing on that and then diving deeper into these elements, diving deeper into the symptomology in your body. Right. Mm -hmm. And just being more in tune with what's going on, like knowing, yeah following the symptoms and following what's going on and learning, you know, when to rest, when to push through, when to do all these things. I mean, it's about 
this whole, this whole theory is really about listening to your body and returning to self. Mm-hmm. And I see that, you know, with my clients and when they come and, you know, have the, a list or a couple of things, how is this related? What's going on? And we're like, Hey, let's dive into that. Yeah. And how cool is that to be in the flow and to just follow that? If that makes any sense. Oh, it makes total sense. I feel like it, this, the way that you speak about this is just like so parallel to my approach with Tantra and that like we're talking about the nervous system, which is yeah. like the root chakra. And it's like, if you have to feel like safe and secure and grounded in the world before there is any ability to like move that energy up. And it sounds right. like you are basically like reading the symptoms as a way to like see where there's an energetic block mm-hmm. in the body. So like if someone is, feeling like I don't really know where there's an energy block in my life, like why, why I'm struggling, just generally speaking, like being able to track your bodily symptoms and then work with a professional such as yourself is just a great way to like work backwards almost. Like my body's telling me this, which is related to these organs, which is related to this element, which is represents my purpose or represents my like love or anger or whatever it is. So, yeah. And think about this too. You know, if you're experiencing an emotion, yeah, your, your body is going to react to that emotion. Uh huh. Right. So you can come into a session to help move through those emotions, whatever it is. Cause we know yeah. that the, the pathway to healing is feeling right. Mm-hmm. The only way is through. So to help support your body through moving through whatever it is that you're moving through. Yeah. And then you can add modalities like cupping, which mm-hmm. I am completely obsessed with for even more diagnostic information and to yeah. look at the colors and where the different colors are on your back or on your body. And then, you know, that's where your body's holding on to, yeah. to energy either um, yeah. or stagnation or deficiency and kind of reading it that way. Uh-huh. But what a cool thing to come in and say, for example, I feel like I'm moving through another layer of anger and I just, I need some support going, helping me through this yeah. and then seeing, cause anger belongs to um, the wood element, which is liver and gallbladder. And then seeing maybe on the back, the darkest cut marks are around the liver gallbladder points. Mm-hmm. You can feel it in the pulse and the whole, I mean, the whole pulse will feel overall very wiry and kind of like this because anger is, Anger makes chi rise. Yeah. So that's why, you know, red face, headaches, when you're moving through anger or frustration. Um, and then you get to walk out of there having essentially shed, you know, a layer of that. Yeah. And, and had your body fully digest and process yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first time I got acupuncture was probably two or three years ago two years ago. I think it was two years ago. And I've always been the person that's just like avoiding pain of any kind that isn't necessary. And so I was terrified of the needles and all of that stuff. Um, and even to this day, like before I go to an acupuncture appointment, I'm like a little bit anxious about the experience. I'm, I've done it a lot this year because I had some issues with, um, assist, which I'm sure the acupuncture and the Chinese medicine, um, herbs helped so much. Um, but now I'm like, I still get a little bit anxious. I'm curious if you have any advice for people that are like worried about that piece of the, of the puzzle when it comes to this, this modality. I love that question so much because I am a needle sensitive individual. So I honestly wish that they were called something else other than needles. Yeah. Like friends or light sticks. (laughs) 
or metal allies, something. Metal allies. <laughs> something because they are so small. And I think that, you know, when, when we think about needles, we think about the nursing needles, hypodermic needles, yeah. which are meant to pierce. Um, they're very big. They're hollow. Our needles are meant to move through and they, they're not hollow. They have a point and they're so small. Like some of them are just the size of a hair. I mean, they're really, really tiny and you can move them. You know, if you hold it and flick it back and forth, they move. So they're highly malleable and, um, there's all different sizes too. Yeah. So we can always go smaller and we can all, we can always only do like five needles a session. I think people, you know, tend to think of it in terms of extremes. Like it's going to be 30 needles, 40 needles or none at all. Yeah. But you know, a practitioner who is really able to meet you where you are is going to make a treatment plan based on what you can yeah. handle. You can always do less and it's going to be just as powerful. You don't have to do 40 needles in order for the session to be, mm -hmm. you know, a value. Um, and there are points that are more and less tender too. So there's ways to just ease into it, to play yeah. with it, to throw in other modalities with it, like cupping or gua sha and just go from there. Yeah. I love that you do so many different things. So it's not just like you need to go and put a bunch of needles in. And I've been, you're the fourth acupuncturist I've been to mm -hmm. and um Isabel is great because you also have the different needle sizes which they don't all offer so that's a really you know special thing too so um definitely like good to if, if you're if you're trying out something like this it's good to like interview your practitioner and like mm -hmm. have these sorts of questions like what do I do if I'm scared like are there different sizes of needles because I, I, there's another man that I go to here in Austin and he's great for a whole host of reasons and he's much more clinical and like it's not as like adapt like I don't feel like it's as adaptable I think that he's a great doctor but it's a little yeah. bit more structured and clinical in that way which yeah. works in for some things and for others it's nicer to have like a little bit more fluidity and softness mm -hmm. uh in the practice which I love about about your sessions I love that thank you you're welcome yeah it's true I mean with acupuncture it's such a broad space right and there's one of the things I love about it is there's so much room to make the practice your own. Yeah. So you'll find practitioners who are way more Western medicine oriented, or you'll find a practitioner who's way more psycho-emotional oriented, or some who don't even use needles at all. They're doing very much um, Japanese, even Hakomi style, and adding on lots of different layers of um, emotional work. So it's always a good idea to interview your practitioner and to ask about their specific style because it's so different from person yeah. to person. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. And I'm also curious. So I see one other like overlap in Tantra and acupuncture that I think is kind of funny. Um, this first acupuncturist that I went to was in LA and she like specialized in like face acupuncture for like, um, like I remember when I went in, some lady left and I was talking to my acupuncturist and she said, yeah, this woman's been going to me for 10 years she's 70 and this woman looks like she's 40. Like it's like crazy. Um, and I feel that there's definitely this overlap between like, like I, I often see people in the Tantra community and they look so much younger than they actually are. Yeah. And to me, it's like clearly they're moving lots of energy and regenerating themselves so fast. Like, cause it's just like the energy is moving. 
um, which is really beautiful and allows you to be like age regenerative potentially. And I'm curious, like what the overlap could be with acupuncture and that, like, what are your thoughts? The first thing that comes to mind is that essence piece. Right. And Mm -hmm. I feel like not to make a rule out of it, but a lot of people who are drawn to the communities of acupuncture and Tantra are, are really focusing on honoring themselves in whatever way that makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you start to get into this, this work, um, you know, the Tantra world or acupuncture world, and you're looking at these layers of yourself and your soul and you're, you're kind of weaving these own realities and playing, you know, in that field, so much stress and heaviness melts away. Like, you know, you're working through these emotions and when things come up, they're not shoved down anymore, right? They come up because you know, they're your teachers and they're, they're here to, to do something for you, not to you. And that to me is ultimate health. Yeah. Ultimate health is, is experiencing the human experience and knowing that you can always weave it in different directions, right? Like things are going to happen. There's going to be pain. There's going to be things in your life that are unexpected, but how are you going to deal with those things? Yeah. Right. And when you're coming at it from a background of, you know, this Taoist outlook of how everything's interconnected, or you're looking at how even your body's interconnected and knowing that, okay, I'm experiencing this heavy emotion. Let's say it's grief. And I know I, I, I'm going to move through it. And then we're going to listen to what my body needs, needs after this. Mm-hmm. That's health, right? Yeah. It's not avoiding things in life, but it's having the tools and listening for long enough to know how to move through it in a good way. And I think that when you're doing that, your body doesn't take as big of a toll, mm-hmm. right? So on, on the more superficial layer, your skin, right? Wrinkles, age regenerative. And then on the deeper, deeper emotional level, there's not a whole lot of stuff hanging out in your trunk, right? Like yeah. your metaphorical trunk of things that happen because you're like, Hey, now I have this capability of here's everything that's happened to me. And here's what I've chose to done with it. And you get yeah. to tell your story how you want to. And I just see, you know, when we talk about tantra or acupuncture, it just the layers shedding the layers and yeah, and moving forward. Yeah. They're, they're both just different tools that yeah. offer like a very similar, if not, totally aligned results. Yeah. Um, in Tantra, we see emotions as like a water as like the, the, the chakra related to water. And it's like, it's so in alignment with that idea that like when water is just like sitting, it gets yucky and gross, but when you let it flow and you're not grasping for the water or you're not like pushing it down, like it actually, creates this space for like what it's really meant to do, which is flow. And you're also like, when you're trying to grasp water, not only are you not successful because it's just like not really how it works. You're trying to push water in a direction. You're not successful. And also (laughs) you're not enjoying the flow, like the, what the, what that is available. Like even things such as like moving through the pain and the grief can have like a tone of pleasure to them when we allow ourselves to like, feel that fullness to receive it fully. Absolutely. And there's so much richness in that too, right? Yeah. I mean, every emotion has so much richness and it's just having, you know, these practices and which your work Tantra for me was kind of the next step in my yeah. evolution of self, which is, has just been incredible. Yeah. But what a cool opportunity to just, you know, evolve and to, and to just look at yourself and be okay with what is and what's been and tell your story I don't know. I I just love it. And 
this work tends to attract people who are really wanting to dig the depths into their soul and to just really meet themselves deeper so that they can provide for others and themselves on a daily basis. I totally, I totally feel you. Um, do you do the like Botox acupuncture? It's not Botox, but it's like face facial rejuvenation, facial rejuvenation. That's that what you call it. Yeah. yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. So I do. And I prefer microneedling over that. Okay. So I've gone that direction only because it's more needles. And I know that my beautiful teacher who does facial rejuvenation would totally roll her eyes at this. Um, but yes, I am trained in it. I really prefer microneedling because it's going to be more needles everywhere. Oh, interesting. I don't even know what yeah. that is. What is microneedling? Oh my gosh. Okay. This is a very fun tangent. So microneedling, essentially, it's it's the closest thing that I confined to natural Botox or facelift. There's no chemicals involved. Um, I'm really, really particular about what I use on my body and, you know, the things that I eat. And, um, if Botox and fillers are fillers are for you, that's incredible. I, if it's empowering for you, I love that for me, it is not empowering. Yeah. So microneedling, essentially there's 12, 12 to 36 needles in a little pin tip. And then it's the whole apparatus looks like a pen and then you numb the face, just a very light lidocaine solution, not to the point where you can't talk or move it. Yeah. And let that set. We'll let you go under the red light. Cause the red light is also collagen uh-huh. producing. And then you literally take this pen that's going in and out of your face really quickly across everywhere, the whole face. And think of it like irrigating a field, a farm field, right? Uh-huh. When you do the little, irrigation little pokey things it's so that it can breathe and regenerate it's the same thing with your face so i've actually been doing this once a month for the past year and i'm absolutely obsessed with it i feel like i'm gonna look like i'm this age forever but i love that <laughs> we'll see so do you go somewhere and do it or do you do it to yourself or? i do it to myself it's not the most relaxing to do it to yourself um However, just because I can do it, I've, yeah. I've done it and made a practice out of it. Do you do it with your clients too? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I want to try it. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> cool. I think you'd really like it. Okay, sweet. It's Great. amazing. Okay, so we have microneedling, pinning yes. that. Um, what are some of the other things that you're offering right now that people can, like, where can people find you and support you and all that stuff? Yeah, so my business is Admiring You Wellness. That gives you a great way to know how to say my last name because I'm I Dr. Myring. Think about that. Is that how you chose that name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, how do I, I love my last name and, you know, I'll have it forever. And I wanted to give people a way to really remember how to say it, you know, cause that's, that's a big deal. And yeah. I thought, well, you know, people, when they say, how do you say it? I say, it's like admiring. I'm like, oh my God. And then admiring you. Cause it's all about your wellness journey Yeah, and admiring all of the steps of it. Wow. No matter what, Cute. you know, and it just clicked one day. So, um, yes, admiring you wellness. I'm here in South Austin and in Bastrop and I do acupuncture, cupping, microneedling, and then coaching. Okay. Amazing. Do you have any events coming up? Cause you do some workshops and things, right? I do do workshops and things. I don't currently have events coming up. Um, I'm focusing on launching this Bastrop office, which opens on Monday. Okay. So Sweet. after that, we'll get back to the drawing board with, yeah. with events. Stay tuned for the events. I went to Isabel's cupping workshop. It was great. Yes. I like to travel with my cups now. It's like my like 
I, I, I do it. I do the cupping more when I'm traveling, although I travel like a ton, Yeah. but it's just like my, it makes me feel like really good when I'm traveling for some reason. I love so, that. Yeah. I love that. That makes yeah. me so happy. Yeah. They're great. Um, so I love, I just love events. I love like things that are community oriented. So I wanted to definitely put that out there, even though you don't have anything right now, maybe by the time this launches or I'm sure in the future you'll have more things. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. We're working on it. So I have a couple of like closing out questions, but is there anything else you'd like to add or like talk about before we go into that? You know, I just see while you, while we were talking, I had this incredible visualization. Um, you can totally cut this out later if you want to, <laughs> but I was thinking about just how cool it would be to fully integrate these techniques into the tantra world and thinking about the fire play, thinking about the needles and there's just so much room for opportunity and expansion in that. And it makes me really excited because yeah. I think they really do, you know, mirror each other nicely. Yeah. Maybe we can do like a little workshop on it. I'm going to have people like putting needles in and then like, I don't know. I don't know what my views would be, but maybe like a guided meditation with the needles and you could do and... the ear needles, the nada to reset your nervous system. Okay. And nice. then go off into any meditation. Okay, cool. And then maybe like, we'll do like a touch Stay. practice. I don't know. That's cool. I love that. <laughs> Okay, sweet. Just brainstorming here. Um, stay tuned, everyone, for for our for our collab after this collab, our second collab. Um, so, what turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? It's like my bonus question that I ask everyone. I love that question. What turns me on is following my intuition. What turns me on is seeing the path that people have tried to build for me and saying no and okay. going in the direction that feels good to me. And that has been, I feel like in my life, so many layers of that and saying, you know what, actually, this is great, but no, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. Um, and just deeply honoring myself in that way. I mean, yeah. my tattoo sleeve I'm working on is a part of that. There's so many pieces of just like, I want to experience the richness of life in all forms. Yeah. And doing this by carving my own way and just doing things that don't make any logical sense and it works yeah. out every single time because I'm like my number one fan you know like I just have my back so hard that whatever I do I'm not gonna fail at least not completely I make mistakes yeah. all the time but you learn you those are redirections going. redirections that's right I love that reframe yeah I love all of this and same um beautiful so we know where to find you and support you it's what's your Instagram handle as well I'm gonna tag everything below but just Admiring you wellness, all underscore. Okay. Ooh, it might be, or it might be admiring underscore you underscore wellness. Either way, I'll have it in the show notes. Definitely check it out. And thank you so much as well for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was such a lovely conversation. Absolutely. And thank you to the listener for tuning in. Stay tuned for next week and have a sexy and spiritual day. Ta-ta.